it gives me great pleasure to welcome you back to another episode of Thomas Tales on the Tall Guy with the Short Stories podcast. This week, I'd like to open the episode by reading a review that was left for me on Apple Podcasts. Speaking of which, you can find the show now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Be sure to stop by, click that follow button, leave a review if you don't mind, and hey, five stars is a really great rating as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, let's get into that review. This was left on May 8th, 2023 by Disc Golf Matt. Critter knows how to spin a web of awesome storylines and different voices that will take you on an epic journey. Well worth your time. Thank you so much, Disc Golf Matt. You are truly a very generous individual. And, you know, I think you're an all-around great guy. So hats off to you, buddy. Anyway, I am here to welcome you to Season 1, Episode 7 of Thomas Tales on the Tall Guy with the Short Stories podcast. When last we left Thomas, Brand, and Will, they were still at the smithy, finishing up a day's work. That night, when the three young men had finished at the smithy, they headed to Thomas's jailhouse. The three walked along at an unhurried pace, but the two brothers were very quiet on the way. Brandon and Will had grown up working hard at the bakery, but bakery muscle is quite different from smithy muscle and they were both very tired. Thomas, on the other hand, was excited to have friends over to his place. You needn't worry, Will. I've got several blankets. You'll be warm and comfortable tonight. Brent, do you think you could make breakfast again tomorrow? That bacon was amazing this morning. I should think we would all enjoy some. Will said nothing. Neither did Brandon. Both of them had begun to think ahead to the coming days of the bakery. They were tackling a big job, and they would need to help each other to make it work. Will was thinking about how he would need to have the oven hot and baking from the very early morning, to make enough rolls and sweetbreads for the morning crowd. Brandon was thinking about serving that many people and not making mistakes. They were both a bit nervous, truth be told, but they tried to keep it from their faces. What, Tom? said Brandon, distracted as he was, thinking about what he would need to do in the mornings. He hadn't heard Thomas clearly. Thomas smiled. He had half-asked the question to test the other boys. He had figured they would be nervous, and he was trying to help them relax. You two, you're going to do great. Don't worry, you'll see. Brandon and Will remained silent, thinking feverishly. Thomas thought about how their lives were about to change, and admitted to himself, were he in their position, he would be nervous too. While thinking about the position his friends were in, Tom realized a small detail that seemed unimportant until recently. But as events had unfolded, he believed this small detail may boost his friend's confidence. Armed with this knowledge, he began again. Oi, you two! Thomas had stopped walking, and now stood looking imploringly at both boys. The brothers, being lost in thought, walked a few paces before stopping, and turned to behold Tom. I thought you two are no. You do very good work at the bakery. Every time I come in, I've only ever seen your old man pour drinks for people. Never seen him lift a finger, 
or, or bake or cook anything. What I mean is, you two have already been running that place. This will be no different, excepting that your customers will be thanking those responsible for their meals, instead of thanking the one who does the least work. He then smiled broadly. And as there will be one less share of the profits, I feel you two will do well. Especially since I won't be stealing from the bakery anymore. And at this confession, the brothers looked pointedly at Thomas, Will with a steady apprehension in his eyes, and Brandon with eyes that narrowed with remembered beatings. Thomas, noting the looks the brothers had given him, stood straighter and stared at Brandon, tears coming unbidden to his eyes. I'm sorry that you paid for that, Bren. Truly, but before you think about throttling me, I'd like you to know I only took what I needed because I had to eat. Honestly, if you were at my place, w would you have done any different? Brandon's eye took a moment to relax as the information went through his mind. And within a few moments, his eyes were no longer squinting. And he held his hand out to Thomas. No hard feelings, Tom. I feel like, were I in your place, I'd have taken much more than you. At this, he swatted lightly at his own stomach and then smiled. The three boys chuckled as they came within sight of the jailhouse they would call home tonight. And as soon as they saw it, Brand and Will's legs began aching harder than ever. They were both very ready to sleep. But as they came within a few yards of the jailhouse, Thomas hissed, Hold! They stopped, looking at Tom with puzzled expressions. You smell that? asked Thomas. The brothers lifted their faces slightly to take in deep breaths through their noses. Smoke! Brandon nodded. Will agreed wordlessly with his brother. We've not been in there for hours, commented Tom. What's burning? Hold here a bit, chaps. I'll check it out. He then looked around for the deepest patch of shadows he could find. All the shadows were stretching now, and he had no trouble slipping into them and becoming nearly invisible as he moved through them. Tom moved smoothly, as though he was in the forest with the smith and the hunter. He moved silently, stalking closer to the building. When Thomas had moved into the old jailhouse many months ago, he had made it a priority to scout around the entirety of the old building, and he noted any spots where he, or others, may have been able to slip in undetected. He had, in those intervening months, trapped and alarmed many of those spaces, all save one, and it was for this one sneaky area he headed now. There was a cellar door that had been used in the old building's past, but sometime after the building had become abandoned, and when Thomas had begun squatting there, a few low bushes had grown very thickly around the cellar doors, masking them entirely. The small Tom had no trouble slipping into the bushes unseen. From the bushes, he was able to make his way into the cellar. After some careful and quiet opening of the doors, he slipped into the cellar, and in the pitch blackness, silently counted out his steps. Fifteen steps straight forward, five to the left, and quietly onto a stack of boxes that had been left there. 
These boxes are where Thomas had found the old horse blankets. He slowly wiggled his way through a missing floorboard in the closet near his main entrance. He carefully, painfully slowly and stealthily opened the closet door to peer into the building proper, and the sight that awaited him brought a grin to his face. Z was sitting in a chair, facing the door. She looked calm, relaxed, and alert. Thomas was half tempted to go back down to the cellar and start bumping around in an attempt to frighten Z. He thought it would be a wonderful laugh. But just as he had made up his mind to do so, Z's nostrils flared. Then again, and she quietly called, I know you're there. The smithy has a distinct odor. Show yourself, Thomas. The young blacksmith smiled in spite of himself. He hadn't thought to wash the smell off. The young woman was a very sharp individual, and he was both appreciative of her senses and a bit jealous. He walked slowly into the light and was rewarded when her head turned toward him. She had smelled him, to be sure, but she had no idea where he had been hiding. As he walked into the light, Z craned her neck to look at him squarely. She had known he was there, true, but she hadn't had the foggiest idea of where he was. The young man was a skilled skulker, and Z smiled in spite of herself. Are you spying on me? asked Thomas with a grin. Yes, answered Z. Thomas chuckled. Well, he began, and to his horror realized he could think of nothing else to say. After a moment of uncomfortable silence, he was able to let the questions somehow fall out of his mouth. Why? Z stood and walked slowly toward him. Because you are rare, young blacksmith. Because you help those in need and you are not afraid of anyone. She was looking at him with obvious pride in her bearing. Some folks around this place would call that foolish. They are wrong. As the two stood in silence, alone in the jailhouse, with a small fire Z had kindled, crackling merrily, Z began to move toward Thomas, her eyes on his face, her own face set in concern. Did he hurt you? She asked, raising her hand to touch his face gently, directly where the baker had struck him. Thomas wondered what she was referring to. As far as he had known, Z was not present and therefore did not know about the attack of the baker. Nah, I'm built with sturdier stuff than I look. How did you know? I was watching, as when Smith confronted the baker. Truly a sight worth reliving. But come now, you must have Brand and Will outside. Bring them in, I've brought supper. And she produced four fish, a chicken, and some potatoes. The young woman had already cooked what she had brought, and recently, too, the food was still steaming. She'd had it sitting close by, covered with a cloth it seemed she had brought herself. Thomas's eyes widened slightly as his stomach began to grumble. Oh, the lads will be very happy to see. I promise you, as am I. Z, thank you so much for your generosity. Can I pay you for the meal? And he began dipping his hand into his pocket to produce some of the silver he had been paid. Z chuckled. <laughs> I have no use for any of that. The forest provides what I need. 
Bring them in. We don't want the supper to get cold. Thomas returned to his friends, through the main entrance this time, and told them to follow him, that a friend had brought dinner, and to mind their manners. The three boys tromped in, smelling the food and longing for bed. They all ate together. As Thomas had no utensils, they ate with their fingers, just picking up the bird and fish. They each grabbed a potato as well, though they were still very hot. Z had thought to bring salt for everyone, and the four tucked in for the next 45 minutes, the first 15 of which were silent, as the boys were extremely hungry. But as they sated their appetites, words began to emerge. <clears throat> said Bran. Thank you, Miss, uh... At this, Thomas swallowed his food rather quickly. He hadn't remembered to make introductions. Just then, a fishbone stuck in his throat, and he began coughing violently. Z responded without words. She merely pushed the well bucket over to him. Thomas drank, and the cool water from the well both slackened his thirst and also dislodged the fishbone. Lads, this is Z. She's a friend of mine, and apparently yours too now. She's the reason we get to eat so fine tonight. He paused to let this sink in for the brothers, then added to Z. Thank you so much for dinner. You're welcome to stay here tonight with us if you wish. I can bring up more blankets. Z smiled and nodded her head, appreciative of the offer. But she only said, You are most kind, Thomas, and then returned to her meal. Brand thanked Z, then Will. She nodded to both in turn and said, You've all worked hard today. This was the least I could do. They finished the food and chatted for a few minutes before Brand looked toward his brother, who had been very quiet, to find him slumped into sleep. The larger boy wiped his hands on his pants and shook his brother. Will, let's get you to bed. Will awoke with a small start, then nodded and asked, Where shall I sleep, Thomas? Tom pulled all the blankets he had from their cupboard and laid a few out for Will, then Brandon. And as he turned to ask Z where she would prefer to sleep, he realized she had already gone. He felt a pang of regret. Tom was very fond of Z and wished she would have stayed, but he reasoned that dwelling on it wouldn't bring her back. So he found his own bed and snuggled in. The brothers had already covered themselves up and were asleep very quickly. Thomas soon followed them, but not before he smiled sleepily. This was, after all, his first sleepover. This episode has been brought to you by J. Randall Art. That's two L's in Randall, by the way. You can find J. Randall Art on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter underneath that same handle, J. Randall, two L's, Art. Stop by, take a look at some of his stuff, like him a whole lot of times, give him some comments, maybe even commission a piece or two. That'd be pretty cool. Don't forget to mention that the tall guy sent you. Another sponsor for this episode is Meech's Minis. If you go to Etsy.com and you search in that little search bar up top, 
Meech's Minis, M-E-A-C-H-S-M-I-N-I-S, one more time, M-E-A-C-H-S-M-I-N-I-S, you will find some work from a true genius. Not only can the man paint minis, he can also modify them. I mean, depending on what you want done. But don't take my word for it. Go on over to Meech's Minis on Etsy.com and take a look at some of the beautiful stuff he's made. I have a confession to make. I love disc golf. There, I said it. If you're like me, and you also like disc golf, why don't you go to evolutiondiscs.com. Upon your checkout, enter the code CDS for 10% off. They've got all the molds you're looking for. They've got bags. They've got powder bags. They've got range finders. They've got (laughs) really anything. Go ahead and give them a look. Evolutiondiscs.com. Don't forget to use code CDS for 10% off at checkout. Brandon awoke first. He yawned and stretched, then remembered where he was and what this day held. A bubble of apprehension filled his stomach, and he forced it down manfully. Though he was certainly nervous about their first day as operators of the bakery, those thoughts had no place in his mind just now. There was work to be done. He roused his brother Will, and quietly told him they needed to be about the bakery. Will, becoming more awake with each passing moment, looked nervously at Bran, and said, in a voice that lacked any semblance of sleep, Now we get to run that bakery right! Bran agreed, and they got ready to leave, as quietly as they could. Will began to move over to Thomas to rouse him, but before he could, Bran waved his hand and made a psst sound. The smaller Will relented and looked at his brother, questioningly. The larger, older Brandon waved to Will in a gesture that said, outside, and he began to walk toward the door, opening it slowly so as not to make any noise. When Will had followed him outside, Brandon spoke in a hushed tone. We're up earlier than Tom because we have prep work to do. Thomas is going to the smithy today. We can help him move into our place after work. Let's let him sleep as long as he can. Too late, said Thomas from the inside of the door. It's all right, lads. I planned on helping with the bakery until I've got to leave for the smithy. The door opened, and Thomas emerged. His eyes were a touch tired, but the smile on his face was not. Big day, chaps. I'm so excited for you I could hardly sleep. Let's be about it, eh? And the three of them walked toward their future, side by side. The end of the episode has found us again, rather alarmingly quickly, I might add. I'm wondering, how do you folks feel about me turning this into a 30-minute podcast instead of a 20-minute-per-week podcast? I would definitely love to hear your comments and your feedback. Go ahead and get a hold of me at tallguyshortstories, with a Z, at gmail.com. Don't forget to click that follow button on Spotify. Also, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. I'd appreciate every bit of help you can send my way. Thanks again for stopping to listen to another episode of Thomas Tales on the Tall Guy with the Short Stories podcast.
So today is going to be a little different, my friends. I have had a very rough few days, and I didn't quite get the podcast ready for this Wednesday's release. Therefore, as this is the tall guy with the short stories podcast, I'm going to give you a short story. Just 10 minutes, and it isn't written by me. I've got a very close friend who has written something, and he's given me permission to read it here. I think it's fantastic, and both of us are very curious how you all will receive it. If you like it, please hit that follow button and send a message. You can reach the show at tallguyshortstories, with a Z, at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. If it goes well, you never know. There may be a new podcast for you all to listen to. I know everyone will love that. So, without further ado, I give you this new tale. Haunting Memories. Haunting Memories.